Today on the show, I'm going to answer the question, why are you lazy? And it may not be the answer that you're expecting. I'm going to be doing a special episode on intimacy, emotional connection, and relationships. I'll have guest co-host Mia Gonda, who's been on the program before, help me answer your questions. So go to the storyofmepodcast.com in the contact page, and there's a button to record your questions for this episode. Please continue to support the show by rating and reviewing it on Apple Podcast, and share the podcast with a friend. This helps get the word out and expands the reach of this show. If you're enjoying the content that I'm providing for you, you can also support the podcast by making a donation. Again, go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a donation. Thank you. You can also follow me on social media, go to the podcast website, and there's links to all the platforms. All right, so now let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I. Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For those of you who are new, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? All right. How is everything going? Well, today I thought I would talk about something that I think a lot of people may be dealing with because of the current situation of having your life disrupted. It throws off your momentum. Maybe before this pandemic, uh, you were having a good momentum in your life with your career, with your relationships, and then everything for the last 10 months or a year almost has been disrupted and put on hold, or even your job may have been uh, canceled or, or is no longer there, or you owned a business and this business is gone because you couldn't continue. Whatever it is, a lot of people are dealing with factors of motivation. And we talked a little bit about this before, but today I would like to talk about it from this perspective of feeling lazy or being lazy, because this is an aspect of motivation that is looked at in, in the wrong way quite often. Like I talked about in episode 17, I believe it was, where we talked about who you think you are is wrong. In this episode, if you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to it. 
But basically what we're talking about is all these ideas of who you think you are are preventing you from being who you are or preventing you from expressing who you are. And they do this because we have these built-up ideas of who we think we are that are based on the ego, based on our experiences in life. And what they do is they actually confine us to a limited uh, environment. We even do this culturally where we say, oh, my culture doesn't do this. And so then you don't take the opportunities that are related to this. And again, we do this with these ideas of who we think we are. And often we have these ideas of who we think we are for so long, maybe lifetimes, and they're so ingrained into our psyche that we mistaken them for aspects of our personality. And this happens quite frequently. And when we speak about laziness, this is one of these things. Some people think it's just part of their personality that they're lazy or something that they're going through at this time because of their personality, because of their motivation. And it's because we have these times, like I said, now where things have been disrupted and maybe you're having a difficult time feeling motivated, especially, I know for me, I had some good momentum going before this pandemic broke out and it really disrupted it and I had difficulty or challenges in the beginning to really get motivated again because it's frustrating, right? We feel we're doing really well and then something out of our control prevents us from continuing. And so this drive inside of us kind of stops and we feel frustrated, we feel unmotivated and we begin to feel restless. And what happens when you start to feel restless is it's these emotions that are building up, whether it's the emotions of anger or emotions of discontent or, or fear or anxiety. And we have to find some way to manage these emotions. So what do you do when you feel restless, when you have all this energy, especially if you've been locked up in your house for how many months or, or almost a year? You have to deal with this energy and you have to let it out. Otherwise, you find ways to manage it that are not healthy. And you do this by indulging in behaviors that take away this energy. You overeat. You oversleep. You watch too much television, you indulge in drugs or alcohol, or any behavior. Any behavior can be a distraction, but really what it is, it's a management of this emotion. You think about someone who is very neurotic. They have a lot of emotion inside of them that needs to be managed. And this is why they have difficulty sitting still, because that restless energy needs to go somewhere. And you can think about these times where we eat and we're not even hungry. If you look deep enough, you realize that something in you was starting to bubble up to the consciousness. It was some emotion that you're not dealing with or that's coming up. And what happens is when we eat and we're not hungry, the body has to digest this food. 
And so it takes away this energy and it takes away some of this restlessness. And this is what all these behaviors do. They're a way to distract or to manage this vibration of emotion because it's just a vibration that needs to be exercised in some way. So when we start to engage in these behaviors, especially if you've been locked in your home for months, you then start to feel lethargic, unmotivated, and maybe you start to feel guilty because you're not being productive and you're not feeling inspired. So then you start to fall into this kind of restless comfort of laziness where you feel stuck, you have a lot of self-judgment that starts to turn into guilt, and this really needs to be managed. And you find these maybe unhealthy ways to manage it. But what is laziness, and how is it related to, to this experience that we're having? Like I said, we often classify laziness as some condition that some people suffer from. And even people who are lazy will say, oh, this is just a part of my personality. I'm a lazy person. I lack motivation. And maybe if you have children, this is a a big problem for you, is to get them motivated because they think they're bored and, and they're lazy and they're not really doing what they should be doing. And you start to identify with this feeling. You start to have this identification with this quality, and you condemn yourself as a lazy person. Once this identification is attributed to yourself, you start to consider it an aspect of your personality, and then the true issue of laziness gets ignored. And most people start to then view laziness as a condition that results from insufficient motivation. And this is very superficial. This is like treating the symptom of an illness and not the illness itself. You need to diagnose the correct problem in order to really find out what is at its essence and how to correct it. So how do you motivate someone who's lazy? Typically, we try to find some incentive for them, or even for ourselves. We try to incentivize ourselves. We make deals with ourselves. We say, okay, if I can get off the couch today and do some yoga, I will allow myself to watch TV tonight, or I will allow myself to indulge in this behavior or this activity that is unhealthy. And this incentive is not the answer because then we struggle with motivating ourselves to do this, and then we overindulge in how we reward ourselves, and we lose focus of the true problem. And we're not present. We start to attach ourselves to the result and not to the issue. And how present are we when we're focusing on the reward instead of what we're doing? The thing to do is to try to really understand where all these issues are coming from. So to understand the self, it's important to understand that your external world is just a reflection of the internal. With this perspective, then you can evaluate that what is happening is some reflection of this internal process. 
When we project this laziness externally, what is really happening internally? And this is how we can use our environment to reflect back at us to understand the internal process of how we're reacting to the self at a deep level. Because often we don't even recognize that we're reacting a certain way until we start to see its external manifestation. So when we feel lazy, we don't feel connected to our environment. We have very little interest in looking deeply into things. We feel that we're on the outside of life, kind of looking in. And again, since this external life is just this reflection of your internal experience, this is an indication that you are not connected to the internal self. We can see that this deeper focus exposes the essence of laziness. Laziness is not a condition, but only a symptom of a condition. Like I talked about, it's important to get to the essence of something and not keep putting band-aids on these symptoms. The condition is a separation between you and your internal self that is reflected in this lack of connection between you and your environment. Right? You don't have this connection to the environment where you feel like doing something. And it's because the internal connection is off. Like I said, this external projection of your, this experience is just this reflection of the internal. And when you're not feeling connected externally, it's because you're not connected internally. And this is the first thing to look at. So then the question becomes, how do we build this internal connection? How do we correct this connection so that we feel energized, so that we feel motivated in a more authentic, deep way, not a superficial uh, reward system way? And so I'm going to give you some methods for building this connection with the self. And these are methods that you can use regardless if you really feel stuck in laziness, but just even feeling stuck. If you're having difficulty making decisions in your life, if you're overthinking things, it's because of the emotional connection internally. Often we try to think instead of feel, or we feel instead of think. We need to learn how to use both the mind and the emotions together. And I examined this in episode nine, uh, how to make decisions and emotional awareness. But you can look at your life. If you're having difficulty making decisions or you're feeling disconnected, it's because of this lack of emotional connection. Because when you're emotionally connected, there's no doubt in your mind what you want to do. But if you're feeling disconnected, you say, I don't care what I do. I don't care what I eat for dinner. I don't care what I do today. But if you feel really connected and then you look at something, you feel strongly towards it. So the first thing to do to get through this period of laziness or this 
feeling of laziness or disconnect is to connect with your emotions. Find ways to really build this emotional connection. The first way to do this is to be present. If you're feeling anxious, it's because you're not present. If you're feeling confused, you're not present. And what happens when we're disconnected from our emotions is that we're actually experiencing a lot, but we're so disconnected from them, and there's so many of them that we don't understand which ones we're really experiencing. And this is this feeling of being numb. We say, oh, I'm numb. I don't feel anything. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I don't feel... And what's really happening is there's such a distance between you and your emotional self that you're unable to really experience them individually. It's like taking a bunch of different emotions and putting them in a bag and you don't know which ones you're experiencing and and they're all tangled up together. So this first step then is to recognize this connection through emotional awareness by being present. Find ways to be present. One good way to be present is this breathing that we've talked about in other episodes. Consciously breathe. All you have to do is sit down and meditate on the breath. Focus on the breath coming in, the breath coming out. There's even different pranayamas you can do to have different effects on the breathing to connect you to your emotional self or to balance the mind if you're feeling overly emotional. There's many different breathing exercises you can do, but they're very good for learning how to be present. And also just any yoga postures, just doing yoga It's important to be present while you're doing this, and this is why you focus on the breath in different postures and the movement with the breath in the postures. But it's important to to understand the relationship you have with these emotions because the emotions should not dictate your behavior, but they should focus your attention. So you need to learn how to create this awareness of the influence of these emotions in your life. Asking yourself, when I feel this emotion, what is it causing me to do or not to do? And we see this a lot when we have these unhealthy behaviors, right? We feel some emotion, whether it's uh, fear or it's uh, guilt, and we start to overeat because when we feel this emotion, this is the habit pattern is to manage this emotion, and this is our behavior, So the first way to build this internal connection with the self is to be present. The second way is to look for creative ways to connect to how you feel and express them doing something, whether it's cooking, drawing, writing, painting, singing, anything. It doesn't have to be anything that that is a masterpiece. Just do something that you have to connect to how you feel And put this into whatever it is that you're doing, because this process of creativity builds this connection. And one of the issues that you have when you try to do creative things and you're not present is that you start to judge yourself. 
And so you have to learn to let go of judgment because creative expression and judgment cannot coexist. So this is the way to build this relationship with yourself is to do something creative. Anything you'd like to do, whether it's cooking, gardening, do something where you really connect to how you feel without any distractions. And then you start to build this relationship with yourself and it gets deeper and you start to create awareness of the unconscious tendencies that are reflecting back to you. You know, all these ways that are creating these inaccurate perceptions to understand yourself in a deeper way through this creative expression. The third way is to do something physical. This is always good, and I've talked about this also in the episode of depression. It's always good to build this connection, to create this physical awareness of the body. And so find something to do. You can do yoga, you can go to the gym, you can dance, something physical. Go for even going for a walk or or going for a run. But do something that forces you to be present and is physical so you can create this body awareness, this connection to the body, because then you'll start to become conscious of the physical blocks And this is one good thing about yoga is that postures you're having difficulty holding or even getting into is because there's some physical block in that aspect of your body that is a manifestation of some emotion that you're not dealing with. And so when you build this physical connection, it gives you more opportunity to go deeper with these blocks because you start to become aware of them. And these are just the physical manifestation of this emotional resistance to the self. And this is why you may have been in a yoga class and heard someone crying or even maybe this was you or or even just laughing because it's a release of emotion from some physical activity. And so if you start to do some activity and start feeling very emotional while you're doing it, that's good because it means that it is stimulating something, that it is touching upon something, it's moving something. And it it's, happens in yoga classes, it happens in any exercise. It happens when you get a massage. Sometimes people will just get a massage and the, the, the masseuse will be hitting a particular area in the body and it'll release something and that person will start to laugh or start to cry or whatever it is. And it's important to just let it out. There's nothing wrong with expressing the emotion that comes out this way. And you've probably experienced this in yoga classes. You go to a yoga class and we expect after the yoga class that we're going to feel just bliss and love. And and often you do feel very good coming out of the yoga class. But there may be times where you come out of the yoga class and you're angry. Or, or you're sad, or, or some other emotion, and you think, wow, this yoga class is not working. But really, it's working because something was stimulated inside in some area of the body through one of the asanas that opened up some channel, and the prana was able to flow better, and it released some of this emotion. And so this is what's happening. And so this is why you need to be present to understand that If you feel a particular emotion, 
that maybe doesn't go with what you thought you would feel from this experience, it's okay. It's an indication of something. There was some emotion held in a particular region in the body, and now the prana is able to flow a little more freely in this area, and it released some of this emotion. And you need to deal with it, otherwise it's going to come back. And so this is a more important aspect than many people think. They usually discount the physical. But the physical, like I said, is very important because what is this physical, your physical body but a manifestation of your psychology? And if you're able to understand the different areas of the body and how they represent different aspects of the psychology and the different emotions— it's very easy then to say, okay, I'm feeling this uh, block or the feel of stiffness in some area of my body. And then you can say, okay, well, this area of the body is related to uh, sadness or it's related to anxiety. It's related to anger. And this is why the, the chakra system is very good at identifying which areas of the body represent which psychological states. And we'll do an episode on this because it's very important in yoga psychology to understand the chakra system, to use it as a guide to recognize the imbalances in the body if you aren't able to really understand them so well or even if you're unable to feel them because it's numb or because your your mind is not so sensitive in certain areas because you may be overlooking something because you don't want to face it. But anyway, we'll do an episode on this because it's very important. So yes, yeah, so to get physical, uh, yoga is good, but any, any activity where you're really connecting to the body and one maybe where there's a lot of movement is very good. And so for then live healthy. So what happens when we get lazy or we lose our motivation is the life becomes imbalanced. We start to not take care of ourselves in different ways. We don't eat. We don't eat right. We overeat. We oversleep. We watch too much television. We engage in certain behaviors that are not healthy. We start to maybe even have relationships that are not healthy to try to manage the emotion to motivate us to do something and to look for ways to make ourselves feel better. Or even we don't interact with people in a healthy way. So this is an important aspect also, is to really look at your life honestly and, and say, which ways am I not taking care of myself? In which ways am I not interacting with life in a healthy way? Is it my relationships, the way that... Uh, I'm interacting with people, or is it the way I'm interacting with substances or entertainment or whatever it may be, but try to acknowledge which ways that you're maybe overindulging or, or underindulging where you should indulge a little. So how to find a healthy life where you're living in moderation, where your life is balanced, we often think that someone who is lazy just doesn't want to do anything. But really, it's not that the person doesn't want to do anything. It's just that they 
don't know what they want to do. They don't feel connected. They don't feel some strong connection to something. And it's important to really look inward and to understand that this laziness is not a condition. It's rather, it's just a symptom of some condition that is important to change from a behavioral point. And this behavioral point begins with this internal connection. So these are the ways to really learn how to build this internal connection. And just to give them to you quickly now is to connect with your emotions, be present, express yourself in some creative way, find some physical activity, and live a healthy life. Try to find moderation in all the aspects of your life. Because this laziness comes from an insufficient emotional, mental, and physical connection to your environment. Meaning it's a lack of connection between you and your emotional, mental, and physical self. And so this is why you need to address these components to learn how to connect to yourself in this internal way. Because when you're connected, you're awake, you're attentive, and you're enthralled with life. Your consciousness is stirred, you're captivated, motivated, you are active. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Remember, I'm doing that special episode on intimacy, emotional connection, and relationships, and I want your questions. So go to thestoryofmepodcast.com and submit your questions on the contact page. And again, remember to rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend. Help me get the word out and spread the reach of this program. And again, if you're enjoying the program, Make a contribution. Go to the story of me podcast.com and make a donation. You can follow me on all social media. And until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why?